Hello and welcome to this episode of The Stampede. I'm Ada Mulligan. And I'm Michael Curley. And we are coming to you from day one of the Student Television Network Convention in Seattle, Washington. And on day one, schools participate in the Crazy Eights contest. While we're here recording the podcast, our classmates are out and about working on their Crazy Eights projects. If you want to know more about them, be sure to listen to our two-part Crazy Eights preview if you haven't already. But right now we want to talk about why we're here and just STN in general. So obviously STN and the Crazy Eights contest that's happening right now are both very important things. And I feel like just STN to us and all the other students that are obviously here, it's just a very important organization. But why is it important? I think it's important because it like usually, usually you don't talk to other kids. It's not like a, it's like, like a sport, but not because usually when you do sports, like you're, you're, you always see other teams like you, like you know them, but without this like contest, without this convention, like you never, you don't know other kids that do TV and like broadcasting and all that. And I think this is a good way to kind of bring everyone together and make it like, it's like a competition and like, you know, everyone's competing and it's fun, but it also like gives people a a bigger sense of how big this really is in high school. Yeah. And like, that's kind of more about the convention in general, why it's so important. Cause you can make these connections with kids from other States all around the country because, like, for example, for us, for our Crazy Eights preview podcast, we were talking with kids from Missouri and Florida and Hawaii. We had those connections through STN. Yeah. We wouldn't have known them or talked to them uh, without STN. I mean, granted, our teacher, Mr. Brunt, uh, being a vice president of STN, he has those connections as well. But still, it's STN. That's the really STN's the root. that still connection. It's the root of those connections, without which just the- helped us make our projects and our podcasts a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I feel like I I think hopefully the whole other people the whole thing <laughs> like the whole STN people don't really necessarily understand actually how important STN can be yeah. because they think oh like you just do these like this is about the convention mainly you, know, you just go you do these things and like the vacation kind of like we were talking about but it's really not a vacation because if you guys were here right now you could see how we, how everyone stressed like, it is so stressful <laughs> people are just running around. And, like, if you have stories that don't work out, it can be bad or just everything in general. But, like, the convention, besides Crazy Eights, the whole – all four days, you go to the opening ceremonies. You see these kids have pride for their schools, have pride for where they're from. Last year, the kids had flags, and they were waving them all over the place. Yeah, it's just the pride that these kids have. And then you go through the contests. You see everyone just putting all their heart into the – into the um, – into the – to the contest that they're in, you go to these breakout sessions with these kids and you see how invested they are in the field, which is just, it's really amazing to see so many kids from all around the country who are really just some, I mean, some for a career, others, maybe not for a career, but you just see how invested these kids are. And it's amazing. Now to break away from the convention as a whole, we're just going to talk about just today. And today is the crazy eights, uh, competition and with all the different sections, there are topics for each uh, project or com- each category. category. So there's four <laughs> categories. So uh, for the high school, and then the middle school has two categories, which is the the short film fiction and the broadcast news morning show. Yeah. Uh, so those are uh, the, all the topics are the same. So this year's topics that were released this morning over on Twitter, the t- topic for the Crazy Eight short film documentary is in their element. The topic for the Crazy H Broadcast News Magazine, which Norwood High School we are participating in, are. is Native American Culture. Uh, the topic for the Crazy H Broadcast Morning Show is Local Knowledge. 
And the topic for the crazy short film fiction, which, which we also have a team for, mm-hmm. is the puddle jumper. And the prop for that is a green poncho. The green poncho. Wait, the prop for that is a green So poncho? they must have a green poncho in their film. Do they provide green ponchos? So they they are given one as their prop. Okay, that's good because they I don't, don't they, they don't have, they don't have to go ponchos. and buy one because like where are you gonna find like there's not really many places that have a green poncho. Let's be honest. Yeah, they probably. I mean, they'd well, have I mean to maybe do that. Seattle because like I feel like their sports teams are kind of greenish. Are they? For the colors? Yeah, because the Seahawks are green. It's kind of like a lightish green. Same like a, same with the Sounders, and the Mariners are kind of like tealish greenish. I don't know. I feel like it's more blue. Well, uh, well, they have green. I think it's green anyways, puddle jumper because it's a basic color. Anyways, <laughs> so they are given that prop, which they have to put in their film. I feel like the hardest one is the in your element, probably. I think it's in your element. What does that even you mean? You could take that like like in your element, like someone's like in their element, like comfortable in a certain situation. But it could also be elements like the weather, like rain or sun or. Like you can take that a lot of different ways. I feel like. Yeah. So maybe that would be easier to be honest, because well, then it's like a, it's very vague. Well, could, it's very vague, but maybe the judges are looking for a certain thing that you don't really know. Maybe they're looking for like a unique interpretation of it. That could be it too. Maybe because like you know creativity points, you know A for effort mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But like, what was the other one? Native American stuff. The Native American. Uh, culture, I believe it was, was for the broadcast news magazine. I feel like that would be that would also be really hard because it's like there are limited stories on that. Mm-hmm. Native American culture was like is like big here. Like you see that we saw the totem pole by the park market uh, yesterday. Yeah, and like just like random shops that like sold stuff like that. Yeah, but you can only there's only like so many stories. Yeah, exactly. So Which many kids it's, doing it's it. gonna be it's, that's gonna be a competitive like you're gonna be it's gonna be a lot of competition to get these stories, which is gonna be tough. Yeah, and then obviously puddle jumper like puddle jumper. I don't know. Like you could kind of take that. Seattle's rainy, but I mean, yeah, it but is it's rainy. also like really nice out right now. Yeah, so I mean, who knows? You could. I mean, those film ones. I'm not really exactly an expert on film. I'm not really creative like at all. So I wouldn't really no. be a film guy. So I wouldn't. I would stay away from the films because I'm just not like that. Yeah, but I mean, like, you could take that your different way. Like, I feel like knowing Audrey and Dan for our team, for example, I know that they have a creative eye for certain things. I feel like they can come up with something that's creative and that's unique. Yeah, hopefully they can, you know, get everything done, work it in, and make a good film out of that. And what, then what was there was a the, fourth one? The uh, fourth the one? broadcast morning show is local knowledge, local which I feel knowledge. like can also be like. It could be like that's so vague. It's very vague as well, just like the short film documentary, because like it could be like local knowledge on like things that are strictly local, or like knowledge just in general. Like for example, obviously the fish markets here, the Pikes the Pikes Place Market is very famous. It's one of the tourist attractions here in Seattle. So like you can go down there and you could talk about like yeah. their knowledge on fish or seafood or just in general. Yeah. Or it can just be, like, knowledge on, like... Stuff like, maybe, like, political stuff happening in Seattle, maybe? Yeah, like, you can really take that... Like, maybe, like, the homeless ways. issue or stuff like that? Yeah, like, like the homeless and just, like, some of the things that we saw. Like, it's just... Like, you could just take it a lot of different ways, I feel like. Yeah. Those ones would probably be easier than the very specific one that is, like, the Native American one. And also the puddle jumper. To be honest, I think that's going to be really hard. I think it's going to be hard because, like... It would have been way easier if it was, like, raining outside, like, classic Seattle. Like, oh, it's, like, oh, yeah. foggy and, like, wet, but, like, it's not. But I feel like the four topics that they released, I feel like it's kind of, like, it is Seattle, I feel like, a little bit. Yeah. And that kind of relates a little bit to the topic of the whole convention, Find Your True North. Yeah. Which, like, you can find your true north about, like, the Native American cultures. Because, like, I mean, you see it on 
Wait a you see, second. You see nowadays we're though. in the north. I get it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I mean, you see, you're seeing like all these people nowadays are like, oh, I'm like one two hundredth Cherokee or like stuff like that. Oh, I know people like that. Like, like people can like try and find their culture. Yeah. Or like, which is like the Native American culture, obviously. Or they can find their true north, uh, like knowledge or something like. True north. Local find knowledge. Who they truly are as a person. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like they. STN that in can general, be interpreted a lot of it, different ways. These topics can be interpreted a lot of different ways, but I feel like STN did a fantastic job yeah, they really did. with these topics. And I feel like that there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of good segments coming out of these topics. Yeah. Now, what are your expectations, Michael? For Norwood or just in general? Let's hit Norwood. So first for Norwood, I know that our team, I and mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit in our preview episodes, which you haven't listened to. Go ahead on our SoundCloud page, which obviously you're on if you listen to this. But um, I feel like for Norwood, we talk um, these teams, the teams that we have, that Mr. Brump put together, like it's a good combination of chemistry and experience, I feel like, because these people, they've worked together before. And then there are also teams that have experiences. I know the team of junior girls not, doesn't necessarily have STN experience, but I know that they've worked together and that they have experience at home doing stories. And also, they're they've known each other for a very long time. Yeah, so I feel like that those people will do a great job. Which, if they can get a good lead, they'll be able to. Work they'll be able with to it. work with it. Yeah. What and about what about um, like in general? Like, what are your expectations? Just like for STN. For STN, the whole four days, I'm just excited to participate in the podcast contest. For example, because that's a new, brand new this year. And I'm just excited for just the connections that I know we'll be able to make just because it really is a great thing to be able to connect with these kids from all around the country and then, like, you can still talk to them, like, a year later. Yeah, because we made then, friends last then, year. And then, like, if you need someone for, like, a story, for example, like, we, when we talk to those kids on our preview episodes, we had we made those connections at SDN, which is really just yeah. what I'm excited for the most. How about you? I'm excited to make new friends. We made a lot of friends last year. We hung out with some of them yesterday. Um that's really what I like about it. That's my expectation. I'm here to have fun. And hey, don't forget the Red Sox playing. Red Sox. Woo, Red, Sox. Red Sox are going to start the season 4-0 and on track for back-to-back Why World do Series. You say it? Knock on wood. Hey, hey. I mean, just look at the Red Sox roster. They're going to they're gonna be nice this year. They're going to be nice. I mean, I mean, they're going to have our support. We're here for them. We're here for them. Come on, Erod. We're here for you, buddy. Erod, okay, three. Come on, buddy. Come you on, buddy. but um so obviously with the convention we're very excited for just all four days we have here in seattle and just all the new experiences we're gonna have but i know that you guys are probably probably want to hear from a different perspective yeah we have joe spadorsha he interviewed um the hawaiian school oh he was part of the interview he was was with the hawaiians and with also with audrey and dan yep and uh so we sent him out to talk to other kids during the Crazy Eights uh, contest about, you know, all the stuff that we talked about, like what they think, what they expect, and their thoughts on topics and why everything's important. So, so here's, here's Joe, Joe Spadorsha. Thanks, guys. I'm Joe Spadorsha here interviewing Chris from Cypress Bay, Natalie from CKTV, and Danielle from Hempfield High School about Crazy Eights and the SCN convention itself. 
what what part of the crazy eights you're doing what category oh i'm a i'm a producer of the show so i can help people uh film tosses i help people with their stories maybe a little bit of editing because some people you know when they're editing it's stressed only a couple hours you know they need another perspective stuff like that so i'm just there to refresh their brain kind of tell them to relax slowly edit and um stn is this crazy thing with a ton of people why do you think it's important for kids to go to stn um, well, it kind of gives them a whole new, another understanding of the other schools. You know, it's competing, gives, you know, the competition helps people get better, not just in their own world, trying to do it for themselves. But, you know, show, compete, try to get better, stuff like that. I think it's important because it helps, like, if you're interested in journaling and media, and it helps you gain a lot of experience, and it's a really good competition to be in, and it's a really positive environment. And um, what are your expectations for uh, STN this year and Crazy Hates? Um, crazy, I, I feel like my team is pretty strong, but we had a slow start. Uh, STN as a whole, this is my first year, so I'm really excited and hope it's fun. Uh, my expectations? Um, for for us personally, I think we, we did a practice uh, round up in Penn State uh, where we did the exact same thing. Like we did like a simulation of this. So I think I have pretty like like I guess like not like high expectations, but like I believe in us like a lot. And there's there's definitely so much like like good like competition out there. So I just wish them the best of luck. And yeah. And uh, what do you think about the topic? I think it's pretty interesting. I'm excited to do it, and I think we have a pretty good idea so far, and I'm hoping it will work out. And we're all hoping it works out for everybody, too. Best of luck to everybody participating in Crazy 8s and the rest of their individual STN contests. Good luck. Now back to you guys. Thanks, Joe, and best of luck to all schools participating both in the Crazy 8s competition and the rest of the convention. Along with attending the convention, we also have had the opportunity so far to explore Seattle and see all that the city has to, has to offer. So yesterday when we arrived here, yesterday morning at around 10.30 a.m., uh, that's what we did, actually. The first place we stopped was Pike's Place, right after we came by the hotel to drop all our stuff off. And Pike's Place being a famous tourist attraction, I didn't really, like, I kind of knew what I was heading into a little bit, but, like... Fish. That's all that I could all think I really, of. All I, all I was fish. Yeah. Other, other than that, I just, like, didn't really fully it was, know. It was a lot of um, arts and crafts I saw. What I thought, felt it was kind of like... A little bit of like a Faneuil Hall in Boston kind of type thing. Yeah. Where it was like an open market and there were a lot of different like vendors and stuff like that. It seemed like a like a smaller Quincy market. Because like yeah. Quincy Market is the one where it's just like a straight line and there's vendors on each side. Except Quincy Market is mostly just food. Well, I mean, there was, there was food there though because they had that one street with like a bunch of different restaurants. Yeah, and then food. they had like the actual like thing that was just a bunch of different like artists and crafts and stuff like that they had the uh the very first starbucks there they did which was, that line is probably like half hour long i don't enjoy starbucks enough to wait in that line you can go to any other starbucks in seattle because it's probably like one on every single block like there was one dunks on every block in boston like, was, like, like literally you could just go to any other starbucks and it'll yeah. be the same i was told by my physics teacher uh mr sear that he went to the very first starbucks and he said that either Starbucks is very good at replicating the very first Starbucks or they renovated it. But he said it reminded him of every single Starbucks he's ever been to. Yeah, honestly, I mean, you can't, there's not really huge differences between each Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, like, they're not going to keep all the old machines, right? No, I don't think so. It's probably just cool it's the original site. Yeah, that's probably it. So we went there. We had the, we have, well, us, 
We, 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 we kind of struck out a lunch we, a couple we times. S- we struggled to find places to eat. We well, because there's a lot of there's a lot of seafood, and I know we don't really we're I'm not, not really, a, we're not seafood guys. No, even so though we're, we're from trying, New England. So we're trying to find like other places that we could have eat, eaten at, and like they were also trying to kind of find something that's like a little different. Yeah, we went which to which is what it was called Kells Irish Pub. Yeah, and that and was like we it, didn't. Well, it was it was me and uh, Austin Reardon. We were the kind of the two who were like. You guys were Yeah like, we can go Cause like yeah. I didn't really think It was gonna be a full blown Irish pub Yeah there wasn't food That like The uh, Pub or Bar and grill Like in Massachusetts Or something Or regular Bar and grill Would have It was a pub It was mainly a bar And the food there Was food that you Really only See in like Ireland It was like Corned beef Like carrots There were no, there was, like, were no burgers There, there was like no There was like Nothing like there, that Or anything like that. It was like, sandwiches which, It shocked me With corned beef Cabbage, potatoes, I mean, basic, basic was, Irish foods. It was kind of our fault because we should have researched beforehand. Yeah, we didn't really check the menu. That's our fault. So they do so, have dessert. Yeah, so we went there. We were already already sitting down with our menus, so we were like, we can't really, we can't leave because that's just awkward. Yeah, so we, didn't we be rude. We got dessert instead. I got the chocolate mousse cheesecake, which was delicious. I got the apple tart, which was really good. Um, and I. And then I know Walter and Brandon, they had a cheesecake. And then Austin also got an apple tart, which he liked. Yeah. So the, the desserts were good. Yeah. And then but we then, went to... I think, I it, was like, I think it, was it was like Market Bar and Grill. It was, it like, was a bar it was and like grill. A, it was like a bar and grill kind of type thing, place that was just like overlooking all the market and everything. Yeah. Which probably explained why the prices were so high. It was mediocre. It was slightly mediocre food that was way too expensive. It was... Very expensive for the five of us. I did not think it was going to be that expensive. That expensive when we walked in. No, it, and then, but then after we left, uh, we kind of had a fun. better time. We we had a better time. I think we were very hangry from the flight. I yeah. mean, we, we, we at that point it was like probably like we one o'clock tired. Seattle time, which was four o'clock our time at home. So we've already been up for over twelve hours mm-hmm. on a very limited amount of sleep, and so we, I think we we're a little hangry. So we we're just trying to find food, even though it was expensive and it wasn't the best. It was. I feel like it kind of made the rest of the day fine. Yeah, but we did get to go into the Ferris wheel, and that really gave us a good view of the city of Seattle. So when we were up in the Ferris wheel, we were able to just to see like all the buildings and everything. But what I didn't realize about Seattle was the amount of construction that's going on. Yeah, I think it's like you can see construction out outside our uh, hotel room window, but I think it's Seattle's on the up and up. It seems like it's trying to modernize. Yeah, because and, and like. Right now, there's a lot of construction. It's not the prettiest city. Granted, it's it's nice. The weather's nice. There's not a lot there, of trash. There's not. If you think about it, I was talking to Mr. Bedard, and he's like, yeah, there's, like, no trash cans anywhere on the streets. Because in Boston, like, you'll see, like, a trash can, like, every block on the corner. And, like, with, like, trash, recycling, I was and, shocked like, about paper that cause, products. Because I was trying to find it. We were walking back from dinner last night. I was trying to find... Some of my trash away, and I couldn't find anything for like yeah, three but, blocks. Yeah, but the thing is, there's no trash on the street. Yeah, because it's really weird. It's weird, but um, I think Seattle's definitely said it's on the it's on the rise. I feel like they're definitely just trying to modernize. But overall, I I didn't think it was gonna be like this. I thought it was gonna be like not nicer, but I just it's not really what I expected of Seattle. I think I just expected it to be too much like Boston. I I kind of yeah. That's probably how I pictured it too. I pictured it to be like, and that's why like I was port, disappointed. Like a port city, which obviously it is with Pike's Place, which was which was fun. Yeah, it was, it was it was cool. It was a very cool experience to be able to walk around and just see all the tourist attractions and just everything like that. But um, so yeah, I am just excited to be able to go to the Space Needle on Sunday as well. 
Yep. Being able to get a view of Seattle was great, but it's even better to hear what people who live here have to say about their city. So we sent out our good friends Brandon Walsh and Walter Santiago to hear what locals love about the Emerald City. Hi, I'm Walter Santiago here with... Jesse. And uh, what is your favorite thing of Seattle? My favorite thing to do in Seattle is go down to Pike Place and get Beecher's Mac and Cheese. Tim Wilkins. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Seattle? Um, my favorite thing about Seattle. Uh, um, is my favorite thing about Seattle. <laughs> the, all the money I've made since I moved here. Oh, that's great. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, I really like the winter with all the rain. It's very, uh, it's very chill. I'm here with the man himself, Mr. Brunt. What is your favorite thing about Seattle? Uh, Seattle's a very nice town. It's a city. <laughs> Sorry. Sherry Brinkman. And uh, what's your favorite part about Seattle? Well, so far, um, I really like the Pike Market, and I had fresh fish there yesterday. I had a fish taco. It was $3.50. It was amazing. And so far, that's been my favorite thing. Jill Perry. Uh, what is your favorite thing about Seattle? Every time I see somebody who's coming up to me and looks all grumpy about something, I engage them in a conversation and I learn something about Seattle and then I also get very opinionated about the government here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Walter. Since we only have five days in the city, it's great to hear how its natives view their home. Hopefully we'll be able to experience everything in our limited time here in the Emerald City. Well, that's all we have for this episode of The Stampede. Be sure to check out our previous episodes on SoundCloud and be sure to follow us on Instagram at NHS underscore Stampede. Also, be sure to check out Ustangs.com for all the latest Nord High sports updates. From all of us here at The Stampede in Seattle, I'm Ada Mulligan. And I'm Michael Curley. Thanks for listening.